Blog Talk Radio. Another sleepless night. Free and hope comes with the morning light. Right now you're feeling like you've lost this fight. And fear is screaming out your name. When you say, God help me, you wonder if he's even listening. Truth is, I wonder the very same thing, so you don't have to feel ashamed. Let me walk with you through this valley and tell you all that I've learned to be true. Don't lose heart, don't you dare let go. temporary we're gonna turn to glory beyond compare so don't lose heart don't you dare let go God 
that I have yet another opportunity to break the precious bread of life with you tonight. Hallelujah. What a blessing. What a privilege. What an honor. I want to welcome all of you that are listening in more than 90 nations. Wow. Around the world. God bless you. The Lord loves you, and he has a great plan for your life. For those of you that are believers, we pray that this will be a means of strength, encouragement, and blessing to you. For those of you that are listening but are not yet in the family of God, I want you to listen very carefully because you'll have an opportunity to just give your life to Jesus, confess of your sins, and to receive his Holy Spirit in your life. God wants to forgive you. God wants to set you on a path that is going to confirm his destiny for your life. Let me say that again. His destiny for your life. Because God has a plan. And what you want to do is to hook up with that plan. You want to hook up with the destiny that God has for you. And so tonight I greet you, wherever you're listening from, whatever continent, know that this is not by accident, it's not by just coincidence, but that God wants you to hear this word, don't lose heart. Stephen Chapman sang for us at the beginning of this program, don't lose heart. And where is he getting that from? He's getting that from the word of God. In 2 Corinthians, in chapter 4, uh, verse 16 through 18. And I'd like to read that for you tonight. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. That means simply the things that we see presently, they're going to go away. Things that we do not see with our natural eyes They are eternal, and they're not going away. Amen. Won't you just bow your head with me? And before I even pray, I want to thank the woman of God, Evangelist Montel Fields, for giving me this opportunity, welcoming me back with open arms uh, to continue to be one of the guest speakers that has a program, a broadcast on Reaching Out Radio. So I salute you. Uh, Evangelist Montel Fields, I thank God for you, for your life, for your um, example, for your testimony, for your witness. We have been watching you, and we know that you're the real, you're the real deal. You are truly what you talk about. You exemplify, and you honor the Lord Jesus Christ with your faith in him. Amen. With the way that you exalt the name of Jesus. And we know that it's never about you. It's always about the Lord. So we thank you for your faithfulness, woman of God. And we bless you and your family today. May you be forever blessed 
in Jesus' name. And so now that uh, we have uh, blessed the one who's the visionary of this Reaching Out Radio International, I want us to all pray. Uh, pray for her covering and pray for her family's protection and c- that they will continue to thrive and and fulfill God's plan for their lives. But I also want to pray for each one of you that as you listen, that God would use the words that I'm going to share with you. I am nobody, but Jesus is everything. And I just pray that God would captivate your hearts and that he would use the words that come from my lips tonight to be a tremendous blessing and strength to you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this honor, this privilege to come into your presence for another time. Thank you, Lord God, that you're so great. And the plans you have for us are to bless us, not to discourage us, to give us a hope in the future. And Father, we thank you for your word in Second Corinthians chapter 4. In verse 16, you said, do, for we do not lose heart. In other words, you're telling us, don't lose heart. Thank you for that, Lord God, that you understand that when Jesus came to this earth, took on humanity, yet he was fully God, and yet because he is God, and when he took on humanity, he became fully man. So he identifies with us, even though he's no longer living in an earthly body, but he knows full well what it's like, and he understands what all of us are going through. And we thank you for that, Lord God. Bless Evangelist Montel Fields, her husband, Dustin, their entire family, Lord God, her children, her grandchildren, Lord God, all of the speakers, all of the guest ministers on Reaching Out Radio International, bless each a family member that's attached to them. I pray, oh God, that you cover us all with the blood of Jesus, that as we share the glorious word of God day to day, week to week, month to month, that there's no retaliation on any one of us, but that we're divinely covered, starting with Evangelist Montel and all of the others that uh, share your glorious words on this radio broadcast, Lord, may be recovered by the blood of Jesus, that the enemy can do us no harm. I pray for every man and woman, every boy and girl listening to Reaching Out Radio International in every continent that it's heard. I pray for the over 90 nations that receive this broadcast on the different mediums that we're able to share it on, on the different podcasts, on Roku, on the internet, wherever they're hearing it, Lord God, I pray that they would be strengthened in their inner man, that they would be lifted, that they would standing in areas that perhaps they did not understand before. Lord, we are living in times that are like none other. I don't have to tell you this. You know this all very well. I just pray that you give us all what we need in these end times that we're living in, very contrary uh, to your divine will and purposes, but, Lord God, we know and we're, we are strengthened that if you allowed us to live in this day and in this season, in this time, in this era, you have equipped us, those that call you blessed, those that love you, those that have your Holy Spirit indwelling us, you have equipped us 
to meet and face every challenge in this hour. And so we're not um, destitute. We're not missing anything, but we have all things. The Lord is indeed our shepherd. We have no lack. And so we thank you for this, Abba. We thank you for this, Father. And it's not limited. Your Holy Spirit is not limited in one place and then is full in another place. You are just as much real in closed nations because we know there's some closed nations that still can hear this gospel outreach. I know that for a fact. And I thank you that that's, that's true. And I pray, God, that these uh, people that are living in these closed nations, they will understand that your Holy Spirit is no less powerful where they're living from where we're living in the Western free world. God, just help us, help us all to just believe you, trust you, and to know that you have good on your mind for each one of us. And we bless you, Father. Be glorified in this message. Don't lose heart. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. So I love to pray at the beginning of every broadcast because, you know, prayer is the foundation. And we need to always depend upon God. I will encourage you with this, and I didn't even plan to say this on this broadcast, but I, I sense from the Holy Spirit to say it. You know, whenever you get together with another believer, as much as it's possible, pray. Even if it's not a prayer meeting, maybe you're just meeting for a meal or you're meeting to have a discussion about something. It could be building planning. It could be uh, what you're going to do in a particular community. It could be when you get together to feed the poor. Uh, maybe you're getting together to have a business plan on how you can uh, have additional funds for whatever you're getting those funds ready for. It could be anything. It could be a youth meeting. It could be a, a youth activity. It could be a ball game. It could be a sewing circle. It could be an informational meeting. But if you're meeting with believers, your sister Pearl wants to admonish you. Take some small percentage of that time and pray. Preferably at the beginning. But if not, certainly at some point before you say goodbye to each other, pray over one another. And uh, it's going to be such a blessing because we all need to be encouraged. Do not lose heart. Now, I read to you from the English Standard Version when I read at the beginning. But I want to read to you just verse 16 now. I read in the beginning the ESV, English Standard Version. I read 16 through 20. Let me read it again. And then I'm going to read to you um, from the King James Version and from the Amplified Classic Version but I'm not going to read all four verses, just verse 16. But let me read all four again from the ESV. So do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen 
are eternal. Now let me read just verse 16 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in the King James Version. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Therefore, we do not, now I'm reading from the Amplified, the classic version. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. Though our outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day after day. Now, I just have to be real with you. This is exactly what the enemy of our soul would like us become discouraged, become spiritless, become tired, exhausted, frustrated. Uh, focus on the disappointments of the hour, that's not where we need to have our attention on. It's exactly what the enemy of our souls, yours and mine, loves to do, discourage us. Make us feel like we're weak. Get you and entice me to become discouraged, become faint-hearted and just plain tired of living. Some people, sad to say, take it to the highest level, or I should really say to the lowest level, and exit themselves from the earth altogether. In other words, they just commit suicide. They allow the enemy of their souls to discourage them so much that they just exit from off planet earth. Now, that's not the will of God. And I can tell you right now, any believing child of God that does that, and we've heard of even pastors doing that, thank God, not a lot, but if it's just one, it's too much. But some pastors in recent years have just committed suicide. Now, what does that tell you? Number one, they were not staying in the word of God. Okay, that's for sure. There's no way that you and I can stay in God's word and then exit off the planet or or stay in prayer or uh, confess going on with brothers and sisters in Christ and then exit. That means they were not sharing. They were keeping these things to themselves. That's why we have fellowship. That's why we are supposed to have brothers and sisters in Christ, even if we don't have hundreds or 20, or 10, but we should have a few close brothers and sisters, especially if you're a man, you should have some godly brothers around you that you can feel free to share what's on your heart, what you are being tempted with, so that you can pray for one another. I I did not plan to say any of this in this broadcast, but as I'm sharing, I'm sensing that I need to say this, please pray. If you don't have a few close brothers and sisters, would you please pray that God would give you solid, a few. Don't need hundreds. Don't need, you know, ten. But a few, two or three, good, trustworthy, biblically based, 
people that are in the word, that love the word of God, that know the word of God, that love you because they love God and they love you. Share with them. Do not keep it to yourself. Do not let the enemy, you know, overpower you like that. Resist him, as the word of God tells us, and he will flee. The Apostle Paul, however, tells the church at Corinth that though their natural carnal flesh man is wasting away, and this oftentimes not only touches our emotions, our mental state, but also our physical bodies particularly our hearts, our heads, and our stomach. But again, not limited to those areas of our outer man. Sometimes it's a skin condition that we're faced with, or people lose their hair or start getting boils, start getting rashes. Oh, my goodness. It could be a lot of stuff that happens if we don't really, you know, examine ourselves and and, and look and see what is happening here. Paul is exhorting the Corinthian church and encouraging us even in 2023 not to lose heart. He's telling us, do not faint. This is not a suggestion. This is a directive. This is instruction from the man of God as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. He is exhorting the Corinthian church, and he's encouraging us in 2023. And if you listen to this in 2024, if you happen to listen to it, if the world is still here in 2025, 2030, 2035, whenever you happen to hear this word, do not lose heart. Do not faint. Do not allow the cares of this present world to make you feel downhearted and depressed because it's so easy to go down that lane, to walk that path. I mean, let's face it. We're all presently living in some very weird and strange times. And living in such strange times, you know, can cause a lot of disturbance to our heart, to our mind, to our emotions, to our well-being. I mean, there's a, I believe there's a mentally imbalanced group of individuals, and I live in the United States of America, and I can tell you what's going on in the USA, and I already know, whether it's for good or for bad, that whatever happens in the U.S., United States of America, it often, 99 Point nine times out of a hundred will affect, be it for good or be it for bad, especially for bad, the rest of the world. Little by little, we are an influence. And may God help us as a nation for those things that we're influencing the rest of the world for bad. May God help us to turn to repent, to repent first, turn, and change. And repent means to change. You've heard me say so many times, if I were walking down Avenue Z and then I repent, that means I make a roundabout change. I turn around. I am no longer 
walking towards Avenue Z, but now I'm walking towards Avenue A. I make a 180-degree turn, no longer going in the same path. But I'm telling you, in the natural world, it can be without Jesus and without checking ourselves, even if we're in Christ, it can be very discouraging. I don't know how many of you outside of America have heard about a man named, let's see, what is his name? I believe he's Anthony Oliver. I believe that's what he calls himself. I know that's not his real name, but that was, he took on the name of his grandfather, I believe. And uh, he is now going by that name. But anyway, he has become a, a national, I think, what can I say, a phenomenon. Because he, we didn't even know about this man. But he started writing and singing songs. He lives in Appalachia, which is like a poor rural part of America on the eastern coast, down the eastern, south, southern eastern coast of America. And he he's singing, he's, he's writing and singing these songs that just resonate with most of the people that live in America, even if they don't live in a rural part, even if they, you know, don't have his background even if they happen to be wearing a three-piece suit and they, you know, they have a corporate job. This guy is resonating with all ethnicities, all kinds and types of people are loving his music. Um, no matter what they look like, no matter what their backgrounds are, he's just, he's just singing, creating and writing and singing songs that it, it, it rings a bell. It, 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 it It's like, I get you. Oh, my goodness. I understand what you're talking about. I feel the same way. And I want to read the lyrics from one of his newest songs entitled, I Want to Go Home. I mean, let's face it. Honestly, we're living in a time and a day when there is a group, thank God, not everybody, but there is an elite group of individuals, let's just face it, let's get real here on Reaching Out Radio International, and I thank God that uh, the woman of God allows me to have freedom and allows me to speak the truth in love, but but we all know it's not just in America, it's in Canada, it's in European nations, a lot of, uh, of these free, quote-unquote, free nations are trying to push it down the throat of African nations, all right? Australia is dealing with some of the same things I'm going to be talking about, and the other Oceania countries and the, the European nations and South America. I mean, Mexico and the Caribbean, we're all being challenged. Whether our nations are gravitating to this or not, we're all being challenged with the LGBTQIA+. Agenda. Let's just talk the truth. We're all being challenged with, um, you know, we want you to now use different pronouns. Pronouns that we have been using for centuries. A man is called he. He's referred to he or him or his. A woman, she, her, or hers. And now they want you to use different pronouns. They're asking, well, what pronoun 
would you like to be called by? Politically correctness. Then you've got, you know, this whole thing with, in America, unfortunately, it's not in every state, but it's in too many states. And now there's a whole group nation that I'm broadcasting from that would like children as young as two and three and four and five and six to decide upon what gender they would like to be. Have you ever heard anything as corrupt and perverted as that? I recently, and this is all true, was on a Zoom meeting. And at the end, near the end of the Zoom meeting, one of the participants asked for special prayer. And what was her prayer request? She wanted us to pray for her because her seven-year-old male child, a boy, was asked by his teacher, probably he's in, I would imagine, second grade, first grade, one of those two grades, he's asked by his teacher, well, what would you like to be, a boy or a girl? This is madness. This is kind. This is the kind of stuff that would make some people lose their mind. And then, sad to say, but there's a group, thank God, it's not the majority, but there's a group in America that's looking to become prominent, that they're even uh, pushing the fact that, you know what, if you don't agree with your seven-year-old girl now wanting to be a boy, of course they're grooming these children in the schools, of course. Or you don't agree with your seven-year-old little boy wanting to become a girl. Now, we want, at least in two states, I know that they're pushing for, uh, well, you know what, if the parent does not go along with this, the child becomes a ward of the state, and we want to take that child out of the home of those parents because the parent is not in agreement. Of course, there is no three or four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or 10-year-old. There's not even a 12-year-old child. There's not even an adolescent or a teen child that fully knows what they want to be. We are what God has created us, pure and simple. And so when you're challenged with all of these weird things, like I was asked by a physician, me personally, I was asked when, when they found out that I was not married, the doctor asked me, well, do you have, are you involved in a relationship with a woman? And I said, of course not. And she was just going in and asking, are you sure? I said, no. But this is the world that we're living in. And so this guy, Anthony Oliver, he came up with a song, I want to go home. I want to go home. I just want to go home. And I'm going to read to you the lyrics. Well, if it weren't for my old dogs, I remember he lives in the rural south, <laughs> So it sounds like a country. It's very country. Well, if it weren't for my old dogs and the good Lord, they'd have me strung up in the psych ward because every day living in this new world is one too many days to me. Son of the next world war. 
And I don't think nobody's praying no more. And I ain't saying I know it for sure. I'm just down on my knees, begging, Lord, take me home. I want to go home. I don't know which road to go. It's been so long. I just know I didn't used to wake up feeling this way, cussing myself every day. There's always some kind of bill to pay. People just doing what the rich men say. I want to go home. Now, four generations farming the ground. Grandson sells it to a man out of town. And two weeks later, the trees go down. Only got concrete growing around. And I want to go home. I want to go home. I don't know which road to go. It's been so long. I just know I didn't used to wake up feeling this way, cussing myself every day. People have really gone and lost their way. All They all just do what the TV says. I want to go home. If it weren't for my old dogs and the good Lord, they'd have me strung up in the psych ward. Well, those are the lyrics of the song that he wrote. I want to go home. Now, I understand exactly what this guy is saying. And most of the people that still have not lost their mind in America, they understand very well what he's saying. I've seen people, this guy, remember, this guy is from Appalachia, rural part of America, singing a country song, and I'm telling you, it's resonating with people that sing R&B. It's resonating with people that sing opera. It's resonating with people that do um, gospel. It's resonating with people that do hard rock. It's resonating with every musical genre you can imagine. Why? Because it's getting weird down here. And this guy's saying, look, I just want to exit. I just want to get out of here. But to the believing child of God, we got to think a little bit different. I understand this guy, appreciate what he's saying in the natural sometimes. I'm not going to lie. You know, I get a sense like, Lord, can I just go to be with you and Je- you know, be with you, Jesus? Can I just go to heaven? But it's not about what I want to do. It's about what God's plan is for my life. And even though it's getting weird and it's gotten weird down here, the word of God says the Apostle Paul tells us we cannot lose heart, beloved. Uh, We cannot grow faint, even though we cannot, you know, be so wearied because of fear, you know, and even though we're getting physically tired, emotionally tired, spiritually tired, maybe even feel that financially we're not where we want to be, and we might feel like, you know, our outer man is progressively decaying, like the Amplified said, and it's wasting away, we cannot have the posture of, I just want to go home. We're going to have to have the posture of another song that I copied and wrote down for you. It's it's must it's called it's a song in America called Must I Go 
and empty-handed. Now let me read some of the verses from this song, very different from the song I just read. Must I go and empty-handed, thus my dear Redeemer meet? Not one day of service give him, lay no trophy at his feet? Must I go and empty-handed? Must I meet my Savior so? Not one soul with which to greet him? Must I empty-handed go? Not at death I shrink nor falter, for my Savior saves me now. But to meet him empty-handed, thought of that now clouds my brow. In other words, it makes me frown. Oh, the years in sinning wasted. The years that I used to sin is wasted. Could I but recall them now? I can't bring them back. I would give them, if I were able to do that, to my Savior. And to his will, I'll gladly bow. O ye saints, arouse, be earnest, up, and work while yet tis day, meaning work while it's still called day, ere the night of death overtake us, or else the night is going to overtake us. Strive for souls while still you may. In other words, while you have the opportunity, man of God, woman of God, child of God, how about instead of allowing the enemy to make us want to just lie down in frustration with faint heart, why don't we just say, Lord, help us, help me, Jesus, to as many people with me to glory as you will empower me to do. I got some words from another song you're going to like. I hope you're going to like it. It's called Occupy Till I Come. Many of you that have been following your Sister Pearl on this broadcast, reaching out in the word with Sister Pearl, would know that I spoke about Occupy Till I Come from the word of God. You can look on on that broadcast, Reaching Out Radio International, and just put my name and put Sister Pearl and put Occupy. So I come and you'll you'll get that that message. It'll come right up, and you can listen to it. Now here goes the 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 words from this hymn that somebody penned. Occupy till I come. Must I go and empty-handed? Thus my dear Redeemer meet. Not one day of service give him. Well, that's similar to the one I just read to you. So I don't think we have to read that again. It's similar, just a little bit different. But I want to say this from Romans chapter fifteen. And verse 13, may the God of hope, here we go, fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit may abound in hope. So that's the antithesis of, you know, being weary and downhearted and fainting. Instead, let the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit may abound in hope in you. I'm going to read to you the entire chapter. Sometimes we just need to read God's word. Okay, so what do you do when you're feeling downhearted, when you're feeling like, you know, your heart is, is, is fainting inside of you? You need to read the word of God. You need to stop. You need to pray. And I'm going to read to you I'm reading the entire chapter. It's 10 verses of Isaiah 35. It reads like this. 
and I'm reading from, I believe it's the Amplified, verse 1. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the rose and the autumn crocus. It shall blossom abundantly, not stingily, and rejoice even with joy in singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given it, the excellency of Mount Carmel and the plain of Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty and splendor and excellency of our God. Listen, verse 3, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble and tottering knees. Verse 4, say to those who are of a fearful and hasty heart, you know, the heart that is saying, Lord, get me out of here. I just want to go home. Say to that heart that's fearful, that heart that's hasty, I just, God just help me to get out of here. Be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance and the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a heart, meaning like a deer. Tongue of the dumb shall sing for joy, for waters shall break forth in the wilderness. Do you hear me? Waters shall break forth right in the middle of a wilderness experience and streams in the desert. And the burning sand and mirage shall become a pool. And the thirsty ground springs of water. In the haunt of jackals, where they lay resting, shall be grass with reeds and rushes. So in other words, a dry place. All of a sudden, it's going to be luxuriant with vegetation. And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for the redeemed. The wayfaring men, yes, the simple ones and fools, shall not err in it and lose their way. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk on it. Wow. Last verse. And the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. And they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Beloved, when you feel downhearted, when you feel weak and feel like your heart is about to faint, will you dwell on God's word? Will you meditate on the word of God, on the promises of God? Because you will be strengthened in your inner man. And when your inner man is strengthened, guess what? Your outer man is refreshed. Your outer man, I'm not going to lie to you. I've gone through some things. People that look at me and don't know me that are not that close to me, because I would only share this with those that are very close to me. But I've been through some stuff. I've been downhearted. I've been oppressed. I've even been depressed. I've been to the place 
where I had never been before, where the cardiologist had to be called in and told me, Corbin, you cannot continue like this. And that was a wake-up call. The Lord used a secular person to shake me, to get me to look back to God's word and realize that, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait one minute. The word of God tells me, do not become discouraged. Do not let your heart hurt you. Focus on me. I am sure that I was not focusing on the Lord like I should have been focusing on him. I got off track. Still loving God, still serving Jesus, but not allowing his word to do what it was created to do. And I read to you, as I would encourage myself with, and what I encourage myself with, so many of God's uh, scriptures, this is one of them, Jude, it's just one chapter. So I'm reading to you from the book of Jude, verses 20 and 21. But you, beloved, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. What does that mean? That you have to build yourself up in the most holy faith, in your host, most holy faith. You got to get in the word. You got to pray in the Holy Spirit. Now, let me just stop here for a second. Some people go to churches that teach you, you know, you're not supposed to pray in the Holy Spirit. No, there's a difference between praying in the Holy Spirit and not praying in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, You're praying in a special prayer language that the Lord has given you, that you shut out every demon of hell. They are no longer able to understand what you are praying to God. Because you're praying in a language that is not known to any other language on earth. It's from spirit to spirit, from the Holy Spirit, now speaking to God. And by doing that, build yourselves up in the most holy faith. Now, I did teach on that. I did a whole teaching on that. So go. There were several teachings that I did on prayer. So please go to the blog post or go to reaching out Radio International on on, uh, on the Internet and just research the different messages that I talked about prayer. And in one of them, I specifically took my time by the Holy Spirit and taught a lot about what it is to pray in the Holy Spirit, okay? It's different from praying just in your natural language. So we're to pray in the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul teaches us in Corinthians, we're supposed to pray in, you know, 
with our regular language and our pray in, in, in your regular vernacular, but you're also supposed to pray in the Holy Spirit. And even though you might not know exactly what you're praying, Spirit of God is praying in through you, and it gets done. That prayer gets to go straight to the Lord. And so when I don't know how to pray, when I, I, I've exhausted all of my natural ability to pray, I know how to pray in the Holy Spirit. And that's available for every woman, every man, every boy, every girl that loves Jesus. Again, go to those messages about the different types of praying and prayer, and you're going to hit up on, on the explanation of what it is to pray in the Holy Spirit. Then again, in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19, it says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a whole segment, population now in America. I don't know about some of the other nations, but I would imagine in Europe they're there. And I'm not going to preach against a, a, a Christian that would have a glass of wine. I'm not telling anybody to drink. Um, but I'm just saying, the Bible says do not get drunk with wine. All right? That's just plain madness. But be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. When you're out of your mind with, with, with liquor and with alcohol, you cannot be led by the Spirit of God. But the Bible says that instead of being drunk, and, and, and living wanton and living carelessly and living, you know, you know, in a in a dirty way, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The the reason why you see all of these people that they always want to drink is because they've never drunk from the Holy Spirit. They they go and get a bottle that, that says, you know, whoa, seventy percent proof. Why? Because they they they're looking for spirit. They don't know it, but they're looking for something to fill that void and that emptiness inside of them. And they feel that they cannot make it unless they're a little tipsy, unless they get more than what they have within themselves. That's because they're void of the Holy Spirit. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't need to drink. Because what he gives us is 100% Holy Spirit, not 80% proof but 100% Holy Spirit that will not take us out of our mind with the mind of Christ that keeps us in joy, that keeps us level-headed, that keeps us discerning, that keeps us aware of the enemy's devices, that keeps us filled with joy, that keeps us filled with hope for a future. The Word of God tells us also in Romans chapter 16, Verses 17 through 20, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you've been taught. Avoid them. Like this, this, sometimes there's cults. I even know of one cult that they believe that they not all need to smoke pipes like, you know, Spurgeon smoked a pipe. Okay. You know, Charles Spurgeon smoked a pipe. But now they believe, they took it to a whole other dimension, that, you know, if you smoke a pipe, that now somehow by smoking the pipe, you get more of an understanding of the Holy Spirit. Now, that is pure blasphemy. That is an erroneous teaching. That's heresy. 
you know, the, the, the tobacco in the pipe is not going to give you special revelation from God. That is just heresy. You know, don't follow any teaching that goes outside of the word of God. Oh, now you got to follow this guy over there or that lady over there. Because they got a new revelation. They had a vision. They had a dream. They do not. That's erroneous teaching. They didn't get any new revelation. The word of God tells us that if anybody, any even an angel comes and proclaims that they got a new word, don't believe them. Avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the heart of the naive, the ignorant, the one that does not have a foundation in the word of God. For your obedience is known to all, so that I rejoice. Paul is talking to the church at Rome. I rejoice over you, but I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent and as to what is evil. There's a lot of evil that's trying to come into the church today. Please make a distinction. Please be, go to a Bible-believing, Bible-honoring, Bible-promoting church, God-glorifying, Christ-honoring, Christ-loving church. Be discerning. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Verse 19 of Romans 16. Speak out to one another. We're talking about how you can strengthen your heart so that you don't become faint. Speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise with voices and instruments, making melody with all your heart to the Lord. And at all times and for everything, giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God the Father. You know what's helping me in these last days? I am becoming a lot more, I mean, I always believed that I was thankful. By nature, I'm a thankful person. God has blessed me with that. So I'm thankful. I'm a grateful person. But I find that I am thanking God now a lot. When you see what is happening, thank God that you know the truth. Thank God that you're not deceived. Thank God that you can share the truth of the gospel with somebody else who's totally void of the word of God, that did not grow up understanding the word of God. So what is the word of God saying to you today, beloved? Do not lose heart. Don't lose heart, as we heard in the song at the very beginning of this message. Don't lose heart. Just don't. Okay, even if you feel physically like, you know, things are not like they used to be, to your own self. Encourage your own self. That's what the word of God uh, encourages us to do. That's what King David did when all his men had gone against him at a certain time because they were so depressed. They just wanted to kill him. And the Bible says that he, he began to encourage himself in God. That's what you have to do. Get in the word of God. Sometimes just read it, you know, verbally out loud, audibly, that you can hear yourself reading the word of God. Strengthen. Stop looking at all this negative news, okay, from the mainline news media. Because all you'll get is depressed, 
and you just want to throw your hands up in discouragement and say, I want out. Just like this guy wrote that song, I want to go home. You know, don't want, I mean, we all want to go home, but if it's not your time, I don't want to go home before God's appointed time. I don't want to lose a minute of what God has for me as I follow him to accomplish and to reach. I want to press towards the high calling of Jesus Christ. And I want to apprehend, I want to get a hold of that thing that God got a hold of my life for. Amen. So let me just pray with you. I'm going to pray two prayers real quick. If you don't know the Lord, this is a great time to say, Lord Jesus, I've been trying it my way all my life. That's not working. I have sinned against you. I have done my own things on my own way, listen to other people, listen to the devil. That's not helping me. God, please. I repent of my sins. Pray after me. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I come. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've done things to hurt you. God, please forgive me. I repent. I turn from my own wickedness. And I ask you, to wash me in the blood that Jesus shed for me on Calvary's cross. I receive the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of his Holy Spirit to come into my life and help me to love him, follow follow him, and live for him all the days that he gives me on this earth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I pray for you and everyone who's already following Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we end this broadcast, as I speak out these three words, don't lose heart. I speak it out prophetically. I speak to every man and every woman that's listening to this program tonight that they not lose heart that they be encouraged in the inner man, they be strengthened, and they desire to want to get as many other people into the kingdom of God as, as you would allow them to, and that we would be focused not on leaving here, but on sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with everyone, that you give us the opportunity and the ability to do so and that's willing to hear. God, bless the people. Encourage their hearts. Bind up the brokenhearted today, or whenever they're listening to this message. Embrace them. Encourage them. Keep them from falling. Keep them in the word and in prayer and surrounded by other brothers and sisters that love you and can speak into their lives. Father, we thank you for this broadcast. Don't lose heart. And we look forward to next week's message in Jesus' name. God bless you. This is your Sister Pearl within the Word with Sister Pearl. Until next Sunday night, may heaven bless you. And God just embrace you until we meet again. Amen and amen.